Thanks for listening to the Dr. Drew Podcast on Podcast One. Hey, y'all, this is Matt. And Michelle from Thug Kitchen here to tell you about our new show, Forked Up, a Thug Kitchen podcast exclusively on Podcast One. We're stepping out of the kitchen and into your earbuds every week to discuss food, politics, pop culture. Basically, we're just trying to give a fucking do better. Get your shit together with us every Thursday on Forked Up, a Thug Kitchen podcast right here on Podcast One. Download and listen to new episodes exclusively on PodcastOne.com, the new Podcast One app, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Thanks, y'all. Hey, welcome to Dr. Drew Podcast. Uh, don't forget the swinging sounds. Don't forget to go to drdrew.com and check through the banner there. Click through on Amazon and support the people that support the podcast. Uh, we've got a lot of good products. The Bergamot's back. Hydrolite, we appreciate those guys. And uh, all things I can get behind. So um, we are here just doing some calls right now. So I want to get right on out to it. Let's go to, this is interesting, Charles. What's up there, Charles? Hi. Uh, how's it going, Dr. Drew? Good. Good. Uh, I'm just wondering, I have a question regarding crystals, like healing stones and things like that. I was wondering, uh, I work with some people and have some friends who are into it and believe in the healing properties, and I was just wondering what you thought about it. If you have any experience, if you have any, what, you know, what, what do you, I, I don't know. What do you expect I'm going to say? Just curious. <laughs> I think you're going to laugh at me, but... No, I, I'm not going to laugh at you. I, I'm open-minded to anything and everything, but it must stand up to scientific scrutiny. What you believe has zero meaning to me. Zero meaning. <laughs> it's simply yes. what, it, what is the evidence and does it stand up to scientific scrutiny and can you publish your data and can it be peer-reviewed and can it be reproduced? That's it. So until you have science to substantiate what you're alleging, it's meaningless. It, it's literally nonsense. Literally. So, yeah. you know, and it, it may be fun. It may make you feel better. And I wouldn't get in the way sure. of anybody's belief system, but when it comes to belief, has no real uh, utility in medicine. It doesn't matter what you believe. I mean, what you believe can affect how you practice, things like that. But in terms of what you use for treatment, you've got to be able to back it up with scientific data, and then you have to be able to defend any choice you have, have made. And if it's just, hey, I want to make those people feel better – that's fine, you know, that they will give them confidence or makes them feel attuned to the universe or whatever it might be, good. But that's not treatment. Uh, let's talk to uh, Ben. Go ahead there, Ben. Hey, Drew, uh, I just wanted to say thanks, first of all, um, in listening to you um, and Adam since way back when uh, Ricky McRackman was involved. Wow, well, way back in the 90s. Yeah, way back. I um, wish I would have called in then when I was a teenager. <laughs> um, I could have used the help, but uh, I, I wanted to thank you. Uh, I'm a high school teacher now, and um, I, I feel like I have a much better understanding of um, anxiety, depression, uh, substance abuse, things like that that are definitely a part of my job that, uh, unfortunately, a lot of teachers don't really understand. So thank you, first of all. Yeah. Um, but my question, um, I'm recently in recovery. I am Congratulations. 10 weeks, thank uh, you, 10 weeks cool. without anything to drink. Mm-hmm. And um, the last 
few weeks I've had trouble sleeping in the last, I'd say, uh, a week, week or so, um, recurring dreams about drinking. Right. We call those, um, we call those using dreams. And okay. uh, everyone has them, particularly stimulant addicts. Well, opiate addicts get them too. But uh, they are uh, – <laughs> I tell people when they get using dreams, they should count their blessings because when they get – first of all, it's a rehearsal process. You get to feel all the shame and guilt and ambivalence about what you would feel if you were to use, right? You wake up with that feeling. Right. That you, you actually yeah. believe you use when you wake up. And oh, man, it's, it's very it, real. <laughs> and it's not a good feeling typically. People have all kinds of guilt and all kinds of crazy feelings when they wake up, right? Sure, yeah. Yeah, and that's good. It's a rehearsal. Okay. And by the way, why shouldn't you have dreams? Dreams, if you had a sore finger, you'd, you'd have dreams about that too, right? This is a brain, sure, yeah. a brain state that's there bugging you, like use, 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 use. And of course, it, it creates these visual images we call dreams that sort of grow out of those motivational pushes that are associated with alcoholism. No, no, is talk about them. Talk about them with your peers. Everyone's had them. Sure. Is it something what? Is, is this something that's going to probably, I mean, is it because I'm early in the recovery process? Yeah, it goes away. It, it, well, they, some people have okay. them for years and years afterwards. Most people don't. It's definitely, okay. you're, you're probably having a fair bit of craving too, right? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it, it, this is all sort of craving stuff. And, and again, okay. I, I consider the, a, a tremendous amount of energy in addiction medicine is is directed towards, we got to do something about the cravings. And I'm here to tell you, cravings are good. Unless they okay. absolutely overwhelm you, they are good. The people we have the most trouble treating are the people that stop and they go, I don't ever want to drink yet. I, oh, I'm done. I'm done. And they have no cravings and no problems. They feel like they have it under, completely under control. But that's not how this disease works, right? Okay. While people yeah. who have cravings, that's your disease letting you know it's alive and well. And that will get you going to some meetings. And that will get you paying attention because you know right. if you don't, right. those cravings are going to take over. So I consider particularly for alcohol cravings to be very good. So this is all good okay. stuff, all right? Wonderful. Yeah. So keep all going. Right. Can I ask you one more question about my son? In a second, I have a question for you first. Do you have a sponsor? Um, I don't yet. Yeah, I could tell. Just get a sponsor. You need one. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, okay. Go ahead. Your son. Uh, my son's three. I have twins. Yeah. Um, three and a half. He doesn't like to sleep. He sleeps very little. And I, I'm. some people have told me uh, melatonin, and I'm a little bit skeptical with I, young yeah, children. That I would worry about any. his hormonal balance. Yeah, I would worry about anything for sleep for a little child. I mean, no. I mean, that's just him. And um, I will just throw out there that the sleep disturbance, some kids have that as part of their biology that we associate with alcoholism. So does he seem like that kid? Is he the thrill seeker? Uh, not as much. Actually, his uh, twin sister is much more right. of a thrill seeker. Okay. All right. So maybe it's maybe it's just nothing. And uh, talk to pediatrician about it. Maybe there's you know things you can do that are so you know I we we you know we had triplets and we relied a lot on. Brazelton's book, which is old uh, old fashioned stuff, but he had lots of sleep advice. Okay. I am not a pediatrician. I, I'm, sure. you know, I'm not into giving medications to kids. Uh, that I would avoid if you could. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank and you I know, very much. And I know melatonin doesn't seem like a medication, but you know, it's enough for one to be concerned about. Tyler, twenty eight. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, um, Drew. Dr. Drew. Yeah, buddy. Hi. Um, I was calling a big fan, by the way. Thanks. 
Um, I was calling because a lot of things you say about mixing uh, benzos and opioids. Yeah. I know that um, overdoses is a huge epidemic. Yeah. Um, I'm 28 years old. I work out six days a week, uh, quit drinking, um, and I've had anxiety for about eight years. <clears throat> I, a, uh, I take uh, Xanax uh, twice a day. I take half a milligram. And I was wondering, um, I've been doing that for about three years. Mm -hmm. Um, I was wondering what your thoughts were on taking uh, medication like that as prescribed. All right. So so my my diatribe is always about the overprescribing, the hidden epidemic of benzodiazepines, which doctors use extremely liberally. And when you take a benzo with an opiate, you're taking a lethal combination. And for some reason, my peers don't seem to know that or don't seem to pay attention to it. Or it's done so commonly that they get cavalier about it, and it kills my patients routinely. Uh, it's yeah. also starting to kill people by itself. It's hard to, to overdose on benzodiazepines, but it's easy to sort of, if you're an addict, to use a little too much and to fall and hit your head. have all kinds of complications around, around it. Uh, remember Chris Cornell, there's some issues uh, there with his yeah. his use of benzodiazepine. He was, you know, he's a guy in recovery should not be given benzodiazepines. If you're in recovery and you take a benzo, your recovery is in jeopardy. It may not happen immediately, right. but it will mom- be, there will be some momentum. I've also noticed there's something about the addict brain that that the benzos more quickly kick into sort of a withdrawal syndrome where you're having rebound and withdrawal and things earlier in your in the day. I mean, I, I, I'd be a hard time, I don't know, I don't think you're, maybe you're an addict, but whatever, it would be unusual for an addict to be able to do what you're doing. Take a half milligram twice a day and not have rebound anxiety in the middle of the day, okay? And, and, right, and, yeah. and, and want to use more. And that's kind of the way it goes if you've got that momentum we, we call addiction. I wouldn't want to be taking Xanax a milligram a day. I, I would worry about my thinking and about my ability to function at a highest, the highest possible level, and I'd, I would want to get off it. And it's not generally that, considered a good treatment for anxiety, not long-term. Right, and that's exactly – okay, so I'm glad you said it because that's exact, exactly where I'm at. I went to my psychiatrist. I said, doctor, well, can you tell me, am I, am I uh, physically dependent? And she said, yes, you are. So I, I need to get off this right away. Okay, good. So my, my question to you is – how how else does one cope with with GAD with generalized anxiety? I have generalized I have generalized anxiety disorder. I did years of therapy that really really helped me. I had panic on top of that. Uh, if I were to get panic again today, I would you know want people to use a SSRI to treat me because it's pretty miserable unless you get treatment. There's many things to choose from now. I mean, look, Neurontin in low modest to low doses works extremely well for anxiety, and it has the same. It tends to activate the same system as the Xanax. And it's not, I mean, at high doses it is, but at low doses it's not addictive. There's no harm, no foul with that. And you can go on and off it without withdrawal. And it helps with sleep. I, so for me with you, I'd sort of go towards Neurontin and then maybe, maybe an SSRI or something for a little while. But that's, you know, I'm glad you have a psychiatrist and you should talk to psychiatrists about, you know, what, what the treatment options are. But the, think about, ask the psychiatrist about Neurontin. It's a really benign medication for anxiety. Uh, let's go to, all right, this is... Uh, Brian. Hey, Brian. Is that right? Brian, did I get you? There you are, Brian. Yeah, you got me now? Yep. Hey, man. Uh, so I have a question. It's kind of a weird, weird topic, but would love to get your take on it. So my, I said fiance, but she's not my wife as of a couple months ago. Uh, she was diagnosed, she, she, was, she went to get a sleep study done. She was diagnosed with REM sleep behavior disorder. Oh, like awesome. That's RBD, fun. RBD, something That's like fun. that. So. Yeah. What does she do in that state? So it, it, I actually haven't noticed a ton. Like she, 
she will move a little bit at night. She, you know, she'll talk a little bit in her sleep, but it's, it's nothing that has affected my sleep. I think it's affected hers in the form of like nightmares. She's not getting a ton of restful sleep. Is she getting night terrors or is she sleepwalking or doing any? No, she's not sleepwalking. She's not getting night terrors. Had any hypnagogic hallucinations where she thinks something's lying on top of her or anything like that? No, no, nothing, nothing that bad. I mean, she'll wake up, she'll wake up from the nightmares pretty consistently and they're not, they're not great. Like she'll be in tears. It'll wake me up, and it's, well, that's it's like night, maybe once a week. That's a night terror, then, if she wakes up in intense emotion. That's sort of a night terror. How, why did she go – what made her go get a sleep study? I, I, I pushed her to do it. Because? Uh, she would occasionally wake me up. I could, I could tell she just wasn't sleeping as well as I thought she should be. Hmm. Is she on any medication? Uh, she takes uh, – no, nothing – Nothing nothing notable. Does she take any medication? Any is the word. Is she on birth control pills? Is she on... She's, she's on birth control. Did yeah. they want to adjust that maybe because that can affect sleep? Got it. Yeah. I did not know. So she's... The interesting thing is she's she's had trouble with nightmares and sleeping for, for probably a decade. It's like well before I met her. And is she... Is this... It makes me wonder, did she have some trauma growing up? Uh, no, she, she didn't. Sure? She she's had a little bit of, and I think they've intensified over the past couple of years because her there's been, there's been some issues with her parents. Like what? Uh, separation. And she's thirty. She's I'm thirty. She's twenty eight. Okay, and uh, it's just she just when she gets more emotional, these symptoms get worse. And does she drink at night? Uh, no, okay. no, she's All right. she's very in shape. All right. Hardly. I mean, drinks once every two weeks. Okay. So. so what's the question after all that? So her her concern, she's kind of panicked about this, and she got diagnosed because of the correlation to Parkinson's. Oh, I'm not even aware of that. That's interesting. I yeah, would think that you're sure that's not a correlation with, like, that people with Parkinson's get REM sleep disorder when they get the Parkinson's? Not, not I, I've never, I could be wrong, but I didn't know that REM predicts Parkinson's. Yeah, that's that's kind of the way I read it okay. too. She right. she read it as, and and the more I looked into this, the more she actually may be right. Is okay. if if you have this, it's it's likely going to lead to some neurological disease, likely Parkinson's, hmm. and it's something like thirty eight percent or forty eight percent of of people that have this ultimately get get Parkinson's. That's crazy. I did not know that. Or come down to Parkinson's. That's very interesting. Is there Parkinson's in her family? I uh, heard grandma. Yes. But okay. nobody else. Okay. Has she seen a neurologist? Uh, outside, of, I think the sleep study brought in a neurologist. But outside of that, I I don't believe so. She's she's going to. She should take all that anxiety uh, there. And coffee is the only thing I can think of that has protective effects as it pertains to Parkinson's. No, no, no caffeine. No, she, she should. So, no, no, no. She should start drinking coffee at least in the morning. I hate to say it. I know how. Oh, the, she should. Yeah, I don't know how the sleep people are going to see that. But in terms of Neuroprotection, coffee is the only thing I can think of that has had some neuroprotective uh, stuff documented with, with, for Parkinson's specifically. Yeah, interesting. So, the, huh. would, it, would it change her sleep at night? That's though, what I, I might. It might. Uh, it might make it worse. That's what I'm saying. She got. She got to bring this all up with the neurologist. Got it. Oh, so, it, so you think go see a specialist beyond just like the sleep? Oh, immediately. Especially if it's if she's upset about it. I mean, she needs to get. Yeah, she needs to get figured out what what the. And I would even go to a Parkinson's specialist. I mean, there are people that really do Parkinson's, and, and I would stay with that. Okay? Yeah, I, 
I think her plan is her her grandmother was was just diagnosed with Parkinson's like two months ago, so yeah. it's it's a little closer to home than it otherwise would be. So I have a feeling I, I don't know what you guys are reading. This it's that, that those percentages sound terribly high, uh, I, and I've seen REM sleep disorder many times, and I'm not really that's not you would think it was thirty eight forty eight percent the way you're saying that. I, I would know that. It seems weird that I don't. It may be right, or maybe right. that's new data or something, or maybe it's data that's not well substantiated or something. But I, I would go talk to an expert. And do do me a favor. Call me back. Let me know what you find. And uh, I, I'm very interested in this. And and also, do you go with her to these meetings? Uh, no, I, I, I couldn't for this one. I mean, she spent the night in, in the hospital. No, no, I mean no. for the sleep. You, you said she's your fiancé, right? Uh, wife now. Wife now. I, I would go with with her to everything. See, so because you, you only you only take away about twenty percent of what a doctor tells you. And if two of you are there, it's better. Write it down. Be a scribe. And and I would talk to the sleep people too uh, about you know the the spectrum of what you're getting into here. What you should look for. Whether it's going to stay static or whether it's going to likely be more problems with with sleep disturbances that goes along. Okay. Yeah. No, that's good advice. I, there's there's one other thing that I that I just thought of here that could be interesting too. So. Uh, as far as other things she takes, it's not um, she's been on it for so long; it's just become second nature. It's not it's not Adderall. It's not, uh, but it's of a similar nature. If you if you if you said the name, it would ring a bell. Stratera. No, is she on that? She's she's been on it since she was young. So, well, I let's, mean, let's probably get, let's get rid of that. Thirteen, fourteen years old. Siler, Ritalin, something like that. Uh, no, it's not Ritalin. It's not. Uh, well, look, I I would get rid of that. I mean, if there's any way. That, yeah, that, she I, takes it. Her her mom takes it. Her sister takes. It's almost like it's just like standard with the female. I, I I don't care. I mean, I I would I would worry. And I've had a, yeah. I've had a suspicion all along that it was kind of tied back to this. Let me see if I can find them. Vivant? Oh. No, uh, I can't find it. It's it's well, something like Ritalin. It's something like yeah. Uh, they're all they're all kind of the same style. It's all amphetamine, essentially, or some congener of that. And, yeah, exactly. It's and, some type. I, of, I would I would concerta, something like that. It's concerta. Yeah, yeah. It's concerta. I, I would strongly. I I if I were her. Plus, we don't even know the effects on Park. I, I, I that what a mess. I I would want her off that myself. If I were her, you think? Oh, I that, would, that's I, my. It's, my take is it's related to the concerta. That makes perfect sense. I mean, it's a stimulant for God's sake. Of course, going to screw your sleep up. She's generally very anxious. Her mom is very anxious. Is also on Concerta. Jesus, it's like it's amphetamine. I, I mean, it's related. It's why, of course, right, I'd be right. anxious. the last thing in the world I want to be. Well, on, well the problem is she. I mean, she's been on it for a, a decade. How does she I, come off? I, I, that you know, that's. I'd step it down, but boy, she might start sleeping right away. <laughs> she might feel much better immediately as soon as she comes off. Oh, if she, if she forgets to take it for one day now, she will crash and sleep the entire day. Yeah. What the hell? Well, yeah, I, I mean, to bring it up with the neurologist. Let, let's see what the neurologist says about it. But yeah, it's, I, it's good advice. I mean, this, and I can't believe the sleep people didn't get her off it. No, they didn't advise her to come off. I, I don't. I don't know what was discussed. I, wow, you got to think they they disclosed that. Uh, but. I hope so. But you got to get in there. You got to get in there. And see what's going on. Okay. Yeah, it's it's good advice. All right, all right, Brian. Go all right, on. man. All right. Thanks for having me on. Bye bye. You bet. Uh, Pete, what's up? Doctor Pinsky, second time, long time. How are you? Hey, man, what's happening? Uh, got a kind of a life question for you. Um, I took my, uh, nine-year-old daughter to school. She's in the fourth grade. She was having kind of a rough morning. So I walked her in to see the counselor 
And while we were waiting for her, this uh, woman came up to me, who I've never met before, and uh, she said, hi, I've seen you uh, driving on our street. I live on Delmont Street. And I said, yes. And she goes, you drive kind of fast. Anyway, you could just slow that down. And it's a, it's a 25, and I'll go 30, 35. Okay. It's not like I'm driving menacingly through, <laughs> through the neighborhood. Um, and it's a street I, I drive to take my kids to school. And I just thought it was kind of a... I, I don't think I would have the uh, personality type to walk up to someone and ask them to slow down. Well, I, um, listen, I, I was just did wondering... She, did she ask you nicely? She was, she was sort of sing songy snotty about it. But uh, it's, a, it's a hard, it's it. a hard thing to do. I, I slow down. What the hell? I have lots of, I have <laughs> lots of friends that have kids on streets that are, they put in bumps and they're twenty five hour, and they get very upset when people speed through those streets. And by speed, five miles over the speed limit. I, I that's not me. I'm not that guy that would be affected by that. But you know, their 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 hearts in the right place. It's not like they're. I want you to slow down so you can buy meth. They want you to slow down so it's safer, safer for the kids. And I like that she can. I personally, my thing is I like that. I would have been like, Jesus, thank you for coming out. I had no idea it bothered you. And thank you for not screaming at me or sending your husband and just being direct and honest. Good. That's fine. I'll see what I can do. Or go on a different street, which you can also do. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're right. You. I'm glad I called. All right. All right, Pete. Take, take a positive attitude. I mean, it's, she, she's worried about her kid, worried about the street. You're speeding, cop to it. It's all right, right? And thank God she said it and didn't scream at you. And I, I've been in those situations where people get all exercised about it, get crazy emotional because they they get very um, just anxious about people speeding through the neighborhood, let's say. Soothe is an on-demand massage service that lets you experience a relaxing massage in the comfort of your own home, office, or hotel. Wherever you are, they come to you. It's crazy. We've been using them for years. My wife and I book right from your phone or on the web or the Soothe app. Connects you with one of their hand-selected, highly skilled massage therapists in a little as an hour. I'm telling you, I looked in these guys quite some time ago. That's why you've been using them. They are a high-quality group of therapists. Massage therapists. $25 off your first massage. Right now, if you use the code Drew, D-R-E-W, and obviously it is a stressful time and we all store that in our body, well, book your Soothe Massage as early as 8 a.m. or as late as midnight. Choose the type of massage you want, the gender of your therapist, the date and time. In as little as one hour, a vetted Soothe therapist will arrive with everything you need to relax. It includes the massage table, the music, everything, oil. It's all in one stop and they come to you. Soothe offers four massage types, including Swedish, deep tissue, sports, and even prenatal. They even offer couples massages, so check that out. It's available in over 55 countries across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and even Australia, so you can relax anytime, even when you're traveling. Soothe now has an exclusive offer to our listeners. As I said, $25 off your first massage if you use the code DREW, D-R-E-W. Download Soothe, S-O-O-T-H-E, and enter the code DREW, and you'll get $25 off your first massage. This is a serious deal. I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. I promise. Soothe. Spa quality, massage anytime, anywhere that's Soothe. Excited to welcome our friends at Bergamot back to the program. It's a brand that made an impact on me. I checked them out when they came to us last year. And they've got a variety of supplements that use the extract of the Bergamot citrus fruit. These supplements act as a natural statin. It may improve a number of cardiovascular conditions as well as the general problem known as the metabolic syndrome. That's high blood pressure, high cholesterol, high blood sugar, insulin resistance, 
Bergamot seems to be very effective here. And now the makers bring you a formulation called Bergamot Sport. It provides all the same cardiovascular benefits, but with additional additives designed to aid athletes and those with very active lifestyles. Bergamot Sport may help improve stamina as well as reduce recovery time for muscles and from inflammation. In an ongoing study, professional soccer players were asked to use Bergamot Sport, and the documented improvements in performance are impressive. I've used the products myself. My wife uses them regularly. One of the Bergamot products has been shown to be very useful for non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, an increasingly important condition. Physicians and cardiologists around the world have used it as well. And for a limited time, our listeners will save 10% on their order by entering the code Dr. Drew at checkout. That's D-R-D-R-E-W, all one word. To try Bergamet Sport for yourself, visit bergamet.com. That's B-E-R-G-A-M-E-T.com. Just click on the Bergamet banner at drdrew.com. Uh, let's go ahead there, Jim. Big Bad Drew. Hey, Thanks man. for taking my call. What's happening? Hey, I, I got a question for you. Um, can I say something real quick about the guy that just called the, 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 the two callers ago and his wife was on the yeah. amphetamine? The Vibance, yeah. You know, what I fa- you know what I found out from a guy I know that's a, uh, a recruit, recruiter in the mil- military? Yeah. A lot of these women uh, these days, they're getting their kids prescribed uh, like Adderall, even though, you know, it's the parent pushing for it. And then the kid never takes it. And the moms are taking it because it's a appetite suppressant, and it keeps them running a hundred miles an hour and keeps their weight off. Yeah, there's. I wonder if that. No, this is somebody. That he was. She was. Th- thank you for bringing that up because people do divert meds. Yeah. They do do that. Uh, but this is a woman that was prescribed it across ten years, and uh, now having a sleep disturbance related to it. I mean, I'm sure that's what that is. So yes, thanks for that, Jim. People should not be diverting medication flat out. No, no, no. But you know what made me think of that is is the mom is on it, and then so is the sister. So that that might be the whole like family secret. Hey, we'll keep oh, it. Oh, they may be doing it. Oh, I see. Or, they're using it for diet. Yeah, it could be. Could be. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It's just a synthetic methamphetamine, right? Essentially, not not meth, yeah, but an amphetamine sure. type drugs. Good. Go ahead. What's up? So hey, I, I had a, a craniotomy about a year and a half ago due to a. Um, an artery that ruptured in my head for whatever reason, you know, uh, must have been high blood pressure. No, no, um, no, 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 the, no, no, no. High blood pressure bleeds are, you probably had an aneurysm, right? Yeah. All right. Well, those aren't blood pressure related. Those are sort of genetic. And it's like a bleb in the t- oh. a tire and they blow. And you have to fix okay. them in various ways. Blood pressure ones happen in the parenchyma of the brain and they're just devastating. This is This causes epidural and subarachnoid bleeds. Yes, and and uh, it was a crazy deal. I barely, I barely. By the time they got me real medical help, I barely made it. But I'm here, Jeez. and um, I appreciate your opinion. That's why I'm calling. And and uh, what happened is uh, the, the doctor saved my life, thank God. But uh, it's it's been a year and a half, and I still have uh, uh, this clicking sound. It comes and goes, and it's just a, uh, the best way I could describe it is if you took like your fingernail and just sort of tapped it on a desk or something or a piece of glass it's a very sharp you know high pitch click 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 uh-huh. and then it, it'll come and go is it have a buzzing quality to it or strictly clicking nothing like a buzzing or a tinnitus or anything like that okay. it's a strictly uh, and you, do you hear strictly it do you hear clicking. it or feel it you know what i mean the difference do you like feel mm-hmm. like it's there yep. or do you actually hear it i hear it okay and what did they do do you know what artery was repaired and how they repaired it that's funny. I should know, and I don't. And I could find out, though. 
uh, and they didn't do a coil. They actually opened your head. They did. Okay. They did. Okay. Um, are you on any medication now? You must be on some seizure meds, right? I, so I'm on all kinds of. Uh, I'm on amlodipine. Yeah. I'm on herbisartan, mm-hmm. and I'm on uh, clonid, clonidine, mm-hmm. or clonidine, mm-hmm. and uh, metoprolol, all for blood pressure. And um, my blood pressure is still running really high. And again, and, uh, uh, so blood pressure, I, I take back what I said. It clearly figured into what's going on with you, but they've got to keep the blood pressure low so you don't blow the aneurysm again. Uh, I would right. be inclined to blame your medication for this. And I, and I don't well, know. Th- Go ahead. This is before I was even on those meds. I wasn't even on those meds. They put me on those meds after as a, a way to, you know, prevent the problem. Yeah. You, you I will say cl- this one. Go ahead. Finish. The one caveat, though, is, uh, you know how doctors, a lot of them are pushing for testosterone. You know, I tested low. Yeah. Um, no libido problems or anything like that, but the doctor said, you you know, you're at like 200. Why don't you start taking uh, testosterone? Yeah. So I took it the, shortly after my second shot that I gave myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it That's when I had the, uh, the brain bleed. Oh. So I've been scared to ever take it again. Wow, reasonably so. And I... Maybe they ought to explain why you had the low testosterone, too. Weird. Okay, so mm-hmm. you, when did the clicking develop? Uh, it's it's always been happening ever since, uh, you know, after I came out of surgery. Okay, and they had you on no medicine when you came out of surgery? No, of course. You were on something like amlodipine, right? Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. They, they put me on those <laughs> meds apps right after I got out. Right, and that's when the clicking started. Yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking it's related to the medicine. And uh, and what do you think is what do you think is it a, is it a, a vein or a, nah, is it a, a piece of the fascia or no, what, what, what I, could I don't do know that? I, that's really interesting. Have you, do you go back to your surgeon once in a while? I do, and I can go. You know, he's really really good about that. I, I would talk to him about it. I, I I have a hard time. I mean, who knows? I mean, it might be something that. And they move things around in there. Obviously, they do a craniotomy, and maybe something is up against the eardrum, or, or I mean, there is an artery that goes through there. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I'm going to bet it's something a little like more benign. I'm just betting, just something related to mm-hmm. to the medication. But do do get back in there and talk to the surgeon. I'd be interested to hear what he has to say. Uh, but it, it does. N- I would report it sooner than later, too, just in case. And from the surgeon's perspective, if anatomically. It's related to what was repaired. It makes me worried that you know, it could be something related to whatever was going on in there. Uh, Rachel, what's up? Hi. Um, I'm wondering why is it that men think that they want to be friends with me on Facebook? I get military men. I get divorced men. I get widowed men. I don't know. It's creepy and weird. How do they find you? Um, I'm, all of a sudden, I get a friend request on Facebook, and I delete them. Well, how do they find I mean, you? I don't, how do they find you? I have you? no idea. I have no clue. So they must be friends it's of just, friends of friends, right? Maybe. All right. So maybe you, I don't know any. I don't know any of these men. That's the thing. That's what I find crazy. Well, what do you think it is? Really, don't know because. These names come up, and I have no clue who they are. And if a guy were to walk up to you in a bar who you didn't know, would that be bewildering to you? Yeah. You wouldn't imagine a male would do that, that he'd walk up and introduce himself? No, because I 
I've never really dated. Why? Because I've never been interested in them. Huh, that's I, interesting. I, I'm not like, I'm not a speaker for men. I don't, I never have been. Are you gay? No. Okay, well, men are interested in women, and if they see somebody they're attracted to, they will ask them to connect in some way. That's what people okay. do. That's what people do. I'm a little... Cons- I even put married on my status so they would hopefully leave me alone. Do people out in the, that, that's, a, that's a good move. I like that. Do people out in the world come up to you and are attracted to you and try to talk to you? No. Doesn't happen. I've never had a man interested in me even in my high school years. Hmm. And and why not? Hmm. How come no relationships? Nope. How come you've not been interested in relationships? Just curious. Uh, nothing really. I just, I'm not, I don't have to speak a man, I guess. Have, I you, ever, have you ever been in a relationship? Um, once. And, and it went really bad. And when was that? <laughs> when, when was that? When I was in my last year of high school in early 20s. And uh, where's your your father? What's your relationship with him like? Fine. And he's still in your life? Yeah, he's still alive. And mom? Chicken. Mom is good? Yep. Yep. And w- I'm just curious why you didn't go back out after that bad experience. A lot of people have bad experiences, and they go back out and try to swing at it again, try to find somebody better. I don't really... I, I, I don't know. I just never really found a guy that I... Like, oh, yeah, that's one guy that I really like. No. Okay. Well, they like you, and that's why they're trying to connect. And uh, just think of it as somebody just walking up to you out, who is attracted to you out in the world and just introducing themselves. But creepy old men? I, I, listen, on the Internet, people feel less restrained to make contact. That's the way it works. But you, you don't have to respond. Just keep blocking it. Or you can get off Facebook. Oh, I do. Yeah, good. True, true. <laughs> All right, thank you. All right, you, so you bet. Uh, Jeff, what's going on, buddy? Um, hi, uh, it's Alyssa. Alyssa, my okay. boyfriend called for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 24. I am sitting here <laughs> having a panic attack. Um, I get them pretty often, but aren't they fun? Right now, aren't they fun? They're just fantastic, right? This, uh, this is probably the worst one in my entire life. Why? And I get them. Why? What makes this one bad? Uh, what? What makes this one so bad? I have no idea what, well, I don't know, it's just No, 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 I'm, I'm not saying what, what caused it. I mean, what is the symptom that you're finding so unpleasant? Disorientating. What is it? Disorientating, like you yeah. feel fuzzy you and feel slow. Yeah. Do you feel also kind of out, like out of body as you're looking at things down a tunnel yeah. or something? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Or as if like, like you're talking yeah. and then it takes me a minute to talk. Right. Or, or, or you're, like, you're like a robot talking. Somebody else is talking yeah. for you. Hey, I, I feel your pain. I had all those symptoms when I had panic attacks about your age. I was a little younger. I was like 19. And uh, I, found this, I found this the most unpleasant part, what you're experiencing to be the most unpleasant part of it. I really did. A lot of people don't get this part. You and I you are, feel like you're going crazy. <laughs> yes, you feel like you're going crazy. You feel like you're going crazy. You're having a seizure. And then that, that – Yes. Yeah, yes. and and then that feeling of like not existing, like you're dissolving, and you're yeah. looking at it's really unpleasant. It's called, it's called de- yeah. heck. She has a name. It's called depersonalization, and it's extremely extremely unpleasant. Um, so, uh, do you have any treatment for this? Um, I do tapping. 
Um, so, you're deep, in, uh, so you're in therapy? Yeah, Did I you? go to counseling once a week, okay. and, but okay. actually I'm, I'm going to treatment tomorrow So okay. for my drinking, because oh. I've been drinking quite oh. a bit. Oh, well, when did you stop drinking? Uh, well, uh, two days ago, and I usually drink every other day. <laughs> okay, well, you the, you might be having a little alcohol withdrawal, because that can also help trigger a panic attack like this. That's what I was thinking, but yeah. my biggest thing is at the moment you feel like you're dying, so I just want to be sure I'm not dying. You're not dying, I promise. You're not dying. It's just that weird, weird dissolving feeling is just ugh, terrible. Oh. It's the worst. You'll get better. You'll sleep tonight. You'll wake up tomorrow. It'll all be gone. But, but um, did you have trauma growing up? This sounds like all trauma stuff, huh? Yep, that's yeah. where I'm, the treatment facility yeah. actually does that. Right. So fantastic. You can look forward to these things getting a lot better, okay? Yes. Well, thank you so much. You bet. They won't hurt you, but they sure make you, they sure make you miserable. Okay? Uh, you, that is correct. Right. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, Vicki, go ahead there. Hi. How are you? Yay. Good. What's up? Um, I have a I have a question or conversation topic um, that's a, a concern concerning benzodiazepines and also gabapentin. Okay. Um, I, he- I heard a radio broadcast um, from you in the past where you said, and I don't know if this is still the same, but at that time you said that you would prefer to rapid taper the benzos and then use high-dose gabapentin for a year. And, 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 and no, but hang on, but I, if it's a lot of okay, benzos, I, I know. if it's a lot of benzos, I do right. in the hospital, and I don't even taper them. I cold turkey them and taper phenobarbital. That's what I did oh, a lot goodness. of, a lot, a lot, a lot of that. So, you know, we, we, treat, so, we treat the benzo withdrawal with the barbs and then the post-acute withdrawal with the Neurontin. Okay. But the concern is is um, I was tapered that way. And basically... Well, why are we calling it tapered? Um, not, 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 well, okay. Well, I was... That's just how I know how to explain it okay, to so you. Okay, so you were cold, you were um, cold turkey. You, you went on a cold uh, turkey right, detox. Right, from... Right, okay. and so, but then they give me high dose um, gabapentin. Yeah, it did not stop the benzodiazepine withdrawal. Okay, and then I yeah. had a I had another year and a half taper of the gabapentin, where I had to learn how to do ten percent or less, kind of based on the Ashton manual to be able to taper off of that because actually that double down in was worse than the benzodiazepine after that. So it just tripled the problem, made everything worse. I, I'm not following you and at all. When I, 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 and, what's your point? What's the point? Okay. I'm just asking what a, why not use the Ashton manual to be able to taper people 10% or less in a slow taper, oh. not add another toxic, Im- oh, toxic because I've, medication. Because I've, I've never seen slow taper work. I've seen people try it a million times. I've tried it a million times. I just It just doesn't work. Uh, and it's extremely uncomfortable for people when you get to the lower doses. So you're going through the same right. thing anyway. And um, so, yeah, you can, you can do it. There's a many, many ways to, to uh, treat this. That's one of them. And, right. And uh, I, I don't quite know, because I wasn't there when you got into trouble. It sounds like your benzo withdrawal was not properly treated because right. Neurontin is one of many things at the disposal of the doctor to help with that. Many things. And if they stuck strictly to that, yeah, you can get in a lot of trouble with that. So okay. I'm sorry that that didn't go well for you. And uh, But I'm glad uh, you're, you're off now. It's good. Yes. The other concern is, is that 
that I don't know about you. I don't want to address it to you. I'm just trying to talk the best I can on a topic. Sure. Is the doctors are not understanding that gabapentin has a withdrawal of its own. It's just not a taper to yes, avoid yes, a it does. seizure. Yes, it does. It's like a total withdrawal, just like a benzo That's withdrawal. right. If you're, if you're up, for, some people more than others, but if you're up above 1,800, 2,400 milligrams, yes, then you're definitely going to get something. How much were you taking? So why? How much were you taking? So I was on um, 3,200 milligrams for 10 years. Yeah, well, that's... Of gabapentin. That's crazy. And then the benzo on top of it. That's, so then they rapid tapered the benzo, and then they threw no, you're, another 4,000 milligrams no, no, of the no. gabapentin. Oh, no, 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 no. Not in a million years. <laughs> Sorry, but I, I wouldn't do it right. that way. But, uh, yeah, I, people are, doctors are increasingly aware that gabapentin in high doses does start to behave like a benzodiazepine. So, Vicki, a well-appropriate uh, point, and thank you for bringing that up. I'm pleased to welcome Hydrolyte back to our program. Hydrolyte is not only a product that I can safely recommend. It's something that I use all the time. In fact, I have some sitting in front of me right now. It is the best oral rehydration product I have ever tried. I, in fact, in one event, the same thing myself, and they got there first. And I was sick this week, and I'm taking Hydrolyte. It keeps me hydrated as well as anything better, better than any way I can possibly get hydrated. This is it. And at this time of year, it's impossible. Everyone's getting sick, right? They knock you down. It's Staying hydrated is a crucial part of it. So even if you manage to avoid this, obviously if you get it, it's crucial you take hydrolate. But if your schedule's half as busy as mine, then staying hydrated is also important. Getting those eight glasses of water in a day is almost impossible. Beauty of hydrolite is whether you're sick or not, you can benefit from the proper balance of sodium, glucose, and water. And Hydrolyte does this better than any sports drink and certainly better than water alone. comes in great flavors, orange berry lemonade, and available as a pre-mixed drink, a powder, or my personal preference is the effervescent fizzy tablets. Simply drop in the water. I then dropped it in a bottle of water today, by several of them, in fact, and I've been drinking it all day. Compared to sports drinks, Hydrolyte delivers up to four times the electrolytes with 75% less sugar. Come on now. Hydrolyte solutions are appropriate for all ages and and each bottle or package includes easy-to-follow dosing instructions. You can find Hydrolyte at Rite Aid or online at Amazon.com. And for a limited time, my listeners can save 30% on Hydrolyte. Get some now. Just click the banner on my website at DrDrew.com and use the code DrDrew18, D-R-D-R-E-W-18 at checkout. That is DrDrew.com. Click on the Hydrolyte banner, and then the code is DrDrew18. When you're looking to buy a car, you want to make sure you're getting real pricing on actual inventory. A lot of times that is not the case. People configure cars online only later to find out they are not available. Not with True Car. Of course, I'm talking about True Car. You get real pricing on actual inventory. This is not pricing offered by True Car, but pricing from an actual dealer. And not just any dealer, but a True Car certified dealer. This is a carefully curated network of dealers committed to transparency and offering you a competitive market price. Yeah, you know, and we talk about all the time. Using True Car, you can easily find the car you want. Next, True Car, TrueCar.com or True Car app will show you what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for. Now you know what a fair price is, so you can feel confident. Over 3 million cars have been sold to True Car users by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. Over 3,000 True Car Certified Dealers are available nationwide. You will get to work directly with a True Car Certified Dealer that you may contact with. And True Car users are more likely to enjoy a faster, better buying experience when they contact a True Car Certified Dealer. And on average, you can expect to save over $3,000 off MSRP. Once you register, you'll see a real price on actual inventory. Hook up with that True Car Certified Dealer. Have a better buying experience. True Car, go to the truecar.com or True Car app. 
Do what I'm telling you. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about uh, Andy. Go ahead, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to know what your opinion is on the use of um, opiates and family medicine. Because I, mean, I work at a I work at a doctor's office now, and we see so many. I know. I'm just, just an I'm, astronomical I'm, amount of people. I'm worried about. And there it. are more than one. I know it's insane. Personally, I just think it's crazy. It, it's I, I don't know what to do about it. I don't. I, I'm chanting about it from every hilltop. I'll tell you one thing you can do is make sure they don't also prescribe a benzo because if you add that on top of these opioids, that person's going to die. Right. Um, and that's something we see so often because we've had doctors close down, and so we're getting this crazy influx of well, I'm coming people. to I'm coming to Georgia, and I'm speaking to a giant convention there. I was there and spoke to your – shoot, I can't remember the organization I spoke to in Atlanta. But I know there's a big – but Georgia seemed to be very proactive to me. Like they're really trying to do something about this. So, yeah. so you should know that you're in a lucky position with the state you're in, that they're really wanting to be honest and, and real about the problem and do something about right. it. And um, right. so it's uh, – it, there's a lot of craziness out there right now and a lot, of, and a lack, of, lack of understanding what addiction is and what opioids do to addicts and what mm-hmm. pain is like for somebody on an opiate and how Absolutely. bad it makes the pain and things and how dangerous the benzo is. And I, I'm kind of demoralized about it, but, but I am going to hit the road and speak about it a bit. Uh, and I've got a whole presentation I do, and it's a song and dance. And uh, in Atlanta, I, I got the attention of the oh, – what was the organization? I wish I could remember it. I have to look at my – I'm Googling cal- it. It's not coming up. My calendar. I have to look at my calendar. I can you tell. sang at the Braves game? No. I didn't sing at the Braves game. No, I sang at the Dodgers. Oh, maybe they, maybe they were playing the Braves or something. That doesn't maybe. make much sense, though. Yeah, I'm searching. I'm searching Google, uh, trying to use Atlanta as a keyword. I'm sorry. Well, how about we'll, we'll, uh, mm, fine. if we can figure I mean, out when I was in Atlanta? I guess the main concern is we use so many, and when it doesn't work with us, we send them pain management. But there's just not enough pain management facilities. Well, and pain management is what got us into this problem. You know, I that, think, that, yeah. Uh, so it's not that simple. Yeah. Uh, Hang on here. I feel like it's going to be a a, a, a long, long, long road ahead. It, it, it well, we're getting better. We're getting we're it's it's not hopeless, and things are getting slowly better. Um, oh, I wish I could find this. Oh, it's driving me a little crazy. All right, well, I can't come up with it. It, it was a great organization. I'm going back down to talk to more of them. So uh, no worries, I'll do Stay it. stay positive. Stay positive. Uh, Justin, what's up? Hey, how's it going, Dr. Drew? Good, what's happening? Um, nothing much. Um, so I'm in a situation where, just to cut, try to cut to the chase, where I'm in the middle of two friends that are in a business situation where in their personal lives they have gotten along well and this business situation is not going so well. Mm. Um, and they sort of put me in the middle of it um, and I'm not sure what to do because each side is asking me, what, what I feel like is each side is asking me to say that the other side is wrong or the other side is right. What's, and I'm not sure how to deal with it. I think you're going to have to tell me kind of what's happening. Um, so one of my friends is kind of steamrolling one of my other friends in a business situation um, because they're connected to a, a celebrity. Um, and, you know, they're working on this project together. And the, the woman in the situation uh, feels like she's being steamrolled because she's a woman. Um, I feel like maybe that's actually accurate. Wait, I, I, um, I'm, and, I'm already confused. What, what do you mean steamrolled? Okay. Um, meaning like if it were, if, if, 
if my friend, the woman, uh, was not involved, um, my friend that is involved with the project probably wouldn't have gotten as far as he could have had this person not been their friend. Does that make sense? No. We're going to have to stay with what's going on emotionally. They've known each other how long? Uh, 20 years. 20 years. They've been just friends, right? Correct. And now they went into business together, correct? Correct. And did, were, did they both put skin in the game? Um, yeah, a little bit. So they both, both put, of them, uh, they both put money both in. Both of them went. And, and how, right. are they both married? Are they both have families? One of them is married. One of them is just attached. Okay. And are there kids involved in that kind of thing? Nope. All right. No kids involved. And how long have they been in business together? Um, going on like about a year. And the business is going poorly? Um, the woman in the situation feels like she's being steamrolled because she's a woman. I, I don't know what you mean by steamrolled. Well, well uh, so... Not listened um, to? Not my, listened to? Not Yes. Not listened to, not respected, not... She produced most of the project. All right. And did she, um, go, however, did she go tell him that? Yes. Okay. And why are you in the middle of that? Not sure. Just because I know them both. Okay. Get, get, <laughs> get out. The only thing I know is, you know, I'm talking to you. So do not get involved sure. in a split. Do not get involved in this in any way. This has nothing to do with anything except two personalities well, in, in an intense oh, situation. Hold on, though. The, yeah. the male in the situation employs me. Still, you got to get you got to set a boundary. Stay out of this. Okay. You gotta, it's not your problem, and their friendship is not your your concern. You, you still there? Yeah. I'm still here, but you're, what if I'm friends with both of them? You can still be friends with both of them, but tell them your their conflict is not your problem. You, you're going to get smushed. You're going to they're going to make it your problem if you get in the middle of it. And don't be a right. peacemaker. Be, be a good employee. You have to be very clear with your boundaries. On one side, you are an employee who also already has a problem because he's also a friend. That's called a dual relationship. That's already not good. Then the one with that okay. he's in the conflict with, you're also a friend with, you're going to have to be just a good supportive friend without getting mm-hmm. involved in their relationship or the business part because you're a, you're a employee. Very difficult. That's a very – if you can get out of there completely, I would. It just sounds like a very unpleasant situation. Is it, is it tough for you? It is because I really want to pursue the opportunity that the one friend has for me because it involves, like, something that I really want to do. Great. Um, well, then you better put your head down and prioritize that for the moment and, and let them sort out their relationship. Really, you can't – Okay. I, I Again, I only know – Anybody, Gary, you agree with me on this? I, I just, we only know so much. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's hard without having all the details. Yeah, and we really don't know. The, I know there's lots of details that make it even more complicated, but you got to just keep it clear, clear, and clear. Ultimately, I think they'll both, in the long term, respect you for it more. Uh, well, there's certainly if you get in the middle of it, they, it'll they will be, lose respect. Yeah, it's maybe, like getting between a husband and a wife. You, they'll make it your problem right. eventually. Maybe you won't. You're not guaranteed respect, but you have a much better path if you set the boundaries I, hard. And certainly, you can also support her in her, uh, you know, dealing with the other guy, and just be as supportive and just uh huh uh-huh, and then, you know, talk to him. Be sure you talk to him, but do not mix it up. Do not get in the middle of it as much as possible. Avoid getting in the middle of that. And if you can get out of there entirely. 
I think you're more likely to preserve the relationship with both these people. All right, listen, uh, Gary, everything good with you? Everything's great. Thanks, yeah. boss. All right. Well, let's uh, wrap it up again. Thank you all for uh, checking it out. Uh, we've got a big old opioid uh, saga coming at com. If you click through it, contact, you can get on the mailing list. You automatically will get it that way. But we're going to do the ultimate opiate saga. We're going to start back from prehistory, which you can get there now. But I think as you're listening to this, you'll probably get up through the Civil War or maybe early 20th century. And we're going to bring you into the current situation and how we got here and what's going on now. And uh, for those of you, I'd just like to note, Drew, for those of you who like these phone call shows, we are going to start trying to pepper in a few more. So uh, be watching. Follow Dr. Yeah. Drew Podcast at Dr. Drew Podcast on Twitter and follow yeah. at Dr. Drew, and we'll tweet out times we're calling. But uh, great, people seem to like these. So I like them, too. I like doing them, too. And all the other stuff I do, uh, you know, the weekly infusion and the This Life don't, don't really – we read emails and things, but it doesn't really – it's, it's not, not con- the same as being the- able to interact. Well, we do have some calls and things, but we don't have lots of calls. And, and something about going through many stories is kind of interesting. We hear everybody's stories, and it's very compelling, I think, and I'm happy to do it. So uh, that's true. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, Gary, thank you, and thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. For calling times and topics, follow the show on Twitter at Dr. Drew Podcast. That's D-R-D-R-E-W Podcast. The music from today's episode can be found on the swinging sounds of the Dr. Drew Podcast, now available on iTunes. And while you're there, don't forget to rate the show. The Dr. Drew Podcast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana and Gary Smith. For more information, go to drdrew.com. All conversation and information exchanged during the participation in the Dr. Drew Podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes. Only. Do not confuse this with treatment or medical advice or direction. Nothing on these podcasts supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Although Dr. Drew is a licensed physician with specialty board certifications by the American Board of Internal Medicine and the American Board of Addiction Medicine, he is not functioning as a physician in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who may appear on the podcast or drdrew.com. Drew.com.